here. <laughs> hey, this is the Future Hall of Famers podcast. My name is Christian Duran, current Future Hall of Famer. I'm here with two of my good friends and Future Hall of Famers, Brett Rabel. Hey, how you doing? And Nick Whitmer. Hey, guys. Hey, so Wouldn't what's going cool on? If that's how I talk. This is the first. Uh, <laughs> and my character is wit is like a real you have attempt. To. Like I have to really change my voice to play wit in the show because I, my real voice is. Hey guys, what's I, up? Yeah. <laughs> I think that is your real voice, and I think ever since I've known you for several years, you've just been putting on this kind of like rugged <laughs> trucker <laughs> voice. It's not a trucker voice, <laughs> but it's fun to call it that. Well, I'm here. Uh, we're in Nick's apartment. This is the first like episode of this, and I just started this just because uh, we're all comedians. Um, we're here in New York, uh, and if you don't know the show Future Hall of Famers, you should check it out. It's on our my YouTube channel, Future Hall of Famers. Go to ChristianDuranComedy.com. It's a very funny show, very strong language. Yeah. And the uh, gentlemen involved are a big, very funny part of it. Yeah, and, and for sure, uh, check out uh, follow Burt Rabel that Twitter. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like doing the plugs up front. <laughs> I know, really. I was thinking that halfway through, I was like, why am I doing the plugs right now? I just uh, wanted people like, is, are they just going to promote? The, yeah. <laughs> but yours is worth promoting. Yours actually, that. that was a real, and you should, people actually should check that out. Sorry. All right. Sorry to interrupt. No, I uh, no. This is, but I was thinking, I'm like, this is just kind of under the future Hall of Famers banner. Yeah. But this is not really going to be about that show. What it's else? Just gonna be, we're just going to be talking about whatever we want to talk about. I feel. What like. What else are you going to make happen under the future Hall of Famers banner? I don't know, man. Posters, books, <laughs> movies, tie-in Burger King tie-ins and stuff. Oh my! If you got Burger King big, if we were as big as the Avengers, yeah. Well, we can't quite get McDonald's, but they don't—they frown when you say faggot. <laughs> They're not crazy about that. Not their favorite Burger part King's of the show. Like, hey, man, whatever sells. Yeah, Burger King's whatever. like whatever rolls, man. We actually, that's Hardee's. Hardee's. Hardy's. Like, what do you want? Two chicks in a bikini in our commercials. Kate Upton eating her burger in slow mo. You got it, dude. What else you want? Want the word faggot? <laughs> you got it, bro. I feel like we could get into White Castle. Like they, they wouldn't give a shit that much. They'd be like, "All right, well, you know, we're White Castle." They would be like, <laughs> "Okay." Well, based on we our- love it, but three less N words. Yeah, <laughs> we noticed in the first episode you used the N word. Uh, but um, and by the way, I'm not white. If you're listening to this and you don't know yeah. anything, I feel like I need to say that in the audio only medium. You know, it's great. I can audio only go. I'm also not white. <laughs> yeah, I am stark black. <laughs> stark. No black versus stark black. <laughs> Those aren't the hues. You don't. Are you sure that's not what they say? <laughs> Seal isn't stark black. Seal. Wow. I love Seal. Yeah, he's pretty... That was one of the... I thought was... I just in the moment thought of the black as skin-wise. Yeah, I guess man he is. I could think of. He's pretty black. I mean, he was like... Like, he took over... Well, I don't know if he took over, but Wesley Snipes was the... I mean, not the Steel Chappelle show thing, but, like, Wesley Snipes was the blackest guy for a long time. And you don't even hear much about, like, who is the blackest dude. Right. Maybe it's like... Um, who's the guy from The Wire? Omar? Uh, oh, uh... He's pretty dark. Uh, not Stringer Bell. Michael... 
K. Williams? Yeah, Michael yeah. K. That's uh, Beavis. If no, I know who the this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> now this does seem racist. <laughs> this is, all right. Christian, should I whisper it to you so I can have the non-black version? Sure. What's non-white his person? name? Like, is his name offensive? <laughs> it's the guy who said, I am oh, the captain now. Oh, that guy. Wow. <laughs> captain Phil. you're going to be like, oh, it's a spook Daniels. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you're talking, though, I was like, what are you saying? Like, you can't even say the guy's name? <laughs> yeah, that is the... No, that guy. And I don't really it's like how... not picking up him too loud, is it? Sorry. Yeah, I know. It's, He's, like, going all over the place. Okay, nice. It's Whitmer's is... I don't know how to turn down Whitmer's game, but... No worries, sorry, keep going. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that guy... I don't like how everybody, when he came out, is kind of like the Gabourey Sidibe thing, where they're like, isn't it great that this guy can act? And, like, you look at his story, and then, like, nobody's hiring him after that. Yeah, because yeah. he can only play Somali pirate. That's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. Is he a Somali pirate? Yeah. It's <laughs> only going to get more racist from Somali pirates. I know. <laughs> like, exactly. But they kind of should use him. Like, I actually think it would be a great rom-com. Like a Somali pirate rom-com already sounds better to me than just like, you know, two white people in Upper East Side Manhattan who are mildly successful and super hot. Yeah. I mean, what do you do with that Somali pirate rom-com? They like share a mud pie. (laughs) Is that bad? That's the problem with me. Like, I don't know if I'm saying bad stuff. And then somebody's like, you're a dick. And I'm like, oh, okay. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not like like your lack of knowledge on Somali pirates is like somehow problematic. Yeah. You know, like... (laughs) Is it okay to be ignorant? I don't feel like it is. That's a big question. It isn't... Uh, depending on who you're with or interacting with, uh, no. There are some people who, like, any amount of ignorance on a topic equates to aggression. Yeah. <laughs> and those are, like, to me, those are the actually ignorant people. Right, Who yeah. don't have any leash or leeway for not full informedness or not full, quote, wokeness. Yeah. End quote. The super woke? The super woke. Where did that come from, woke? Woke? I'm so woke. Social media, I think. It started on social media, and then it became, like, uh, and now it's just in the pop culture lexicon. Yeah. It's not, actually, to me, I have, like, beef with just the term woke. I think they're very important issues that people are hinting at, but the word woke, I hate because it minimizes, it's not, it shouldn't be trendy to... Uh, like social justice shouldn't be trendy. Right. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. should be valuable, and I, it's like become this yeah. like fashion statement I, I right? could, to like could wear a show. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I could I mean, not agree more. I can. It's you're undermining the actual cause by making it a trendy thing for people to participate in because people aren't participating because they're actually wanting to see change. They're participating so they can feel like they're getting social media likes and stuff. Yeah, it's, dude. It's, like, like. Uh, okay, I don't want to sound like way too Mr. Social Justice, but like the word woke, like woke, isn't like it. It feels how it's used by a lot of people, like a Coachella headdress, <laughs> where it's like people just wear it because it looks good in photos, yeah. but they don't give a shit or know what the fuck it is. Right? Yeah. It's, it's just like, like a, a Black Lives Matter. It shouldn't be like Coachella. Right. It's just a merit. That doesn't badge. mean it can't have fun, whatever. But it, I don't know. Some people, for some people, it's just about broadcasting their. Uh, virtuousness. Right. Yeah, I think so too. And all this stuff is like super commercialized now. Yeah. So it's like, I don't even understand why people 
got that mad at that Pepsi commercial that came out with Kendall Jenner. <laughs> that was yeah. so funny. It's like, it is, because that's what, it's just the natural progression of what you're doing already. Like, why wouldn't you think Pepsi would do that? They're like, this is tone deaf. I'm like, well, you kind of made them do that. Well, did you watch the Super Bowl? Like, the commercials are, all, all the commercials are like, Rosa Parks right. quote from her and afterwards it says Chevy like what? what what does Chevy have to do with Rosa Parks you're co-signing on her so you can sell more Chevys yeah. like it's it's like they also they make Black Lives Matter t-shirts who's making money off of those they have to buy them from somewhere is it is it because I know one thing the guy Fox masks yeah you know like Rupert Murdoch owns Fox Studios who made V for Vendetta who owns all those masks or every yeah, time exactly. some ever revolutionary person buys a guy Fox mask to wear right. to a rally. Rupert Murdoch makes another <laughs> nickel yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, no. What's like? It's like the the, the Che Guevara shirts. Oh yeah. Boy. Are like I know to you. I don't know much about him. He represents revolutionary. That's just some kid in business school who is like. Oh, I should publish. That's a cool image. Right, yeah. And now that guy owns an island. Right, exactly. And consumes more needs. Off your, uh, off your dumb. It's like, also like test. Cuba didn't that it didn't work. The people revolted against the government, and then they imposed a dictatorship. Like it didn't work. So why are we worshiping this guy? Right. Like he might have had nice ideals at one point, but he totally. I know he was like a doctor, and he was like on the right side of things mentally. But after the regime took over, Fidel Castro took power, and then literally Cuba just got the internet like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not good. It didn't work out. So. That would be great if they just got the internet and their. First use of it was listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, shut it down. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. It would be funny if in that like Chevy commercial with Rosa Parks, they're just like, "We made the bus." <laughs> like what? <laughs> you mean the one that she wasn't allowed to sit in the front of? <laughs> well, like it's industries dirty. Like you know, Ford Motor Company made German military equipment. Yeah, of course. And that when the Americans were bombing, I say the Americans like I'm not American, yeah. but when we were bombing Germany, one of the Ford factories in Germany blew up and then Ford Motor Company sued the United States of America. That's so fascinating. And won. Yeah, <laughs> are you serious? Won in the 70s, yeah. Or I think it was maybe the 50s. Yeah, so it's like the whole, it's it, it, it's gross, man. It's it's all it's all co-opted by it's, people making money. And that's, I mean, sadly, I mean, anything like this podcast, for instance, like the only way we will have success with this podcast is if companies will want to sponsor it and right, we'll read course. their ads. So. Well, well, that's what we're I was thinking about this this week is like we're in such a weird uh, weird thing where we're like we uh, oh Beavis young Beavis is down here needing a he's a attention horse just my so dog know, that's a dog, <laughs> that's a dog. <laughs> you gotta really young Beavis is down here needing attention <laughs> that's a dog like, can we keep in a cage <laughs> yeah, it's like please clarify to anyone listening um but we're in this weird moment Sorry, where young, we have to like 11 year old Charlie's second me <laughs> <laughs> dibs on next <laughs> we're, we're in a weird moment where we have to reconcile like capitalism with basically all this like with our own morality because like all these causes like me too or black Lives matter and all this stuff these are like great Humanity, humanitarian causes, but at the same time, it's like you're also living day to day in this system that's like the whole point is the strong survive and the weak don't. Yes, you get you get fucked over. Well, this is a like a uh, feeling I have, I guess, towards capitalism as an abstract concept. 
I don't think our generation understands that there is good and value to it. Right. And that's frustrating. Yeah. It's not this like it's pure evil. When no one understands capitalism, certainly not you, like that person who like is like it's evil. It's like there's just it's complex. There's a lot to it that's awful. There are checks on it that need to happen. I agree, but. It isn't this purely evil thing. I, I don't know. It's just I just hate I just hate uh, loud opinions based in little knowledge. Right. And that's what there's a lot of. I think it's always been like this though. I think in the sixties and you know, people protesting the Vietnam War, I think I mean the rise of communism and stuff. I think that a, a lot of people believe those ideas back then too so I think young people are always oh even earlier yeah I think but I think young people always tend to be more liberal and I think young people tend to co-sign on ideas like socialism and communism because they sound good in theory but like Christian has a bit about running an open mic and buying a microphone for it and <laughs> instantly becoming Republican because like once you uh, start owning shit and you have to buy yeah. a house and you have to pay property taxes and you're right. sending kids to school you know like your idea the ideas of like capitalism start to be like oh yeah this is great if I use right. the system right you know? I was hardcore liberal until I submitted my first W2 <laughs> and, then, <laughs> yeah. well, and then I was like you know what we need to make America great again right. <laughs> no well it's, I mean that's kind of true I mean, that, that was where that bit came like once you start spending your own money and like you I mean I'm not Republican or conservative by any means but like once you start spending your money and like you look at your paycheck and you see how many how much taxes are being taken out you're like yo what the fuck am I paying for it actually it actually is yeah no it actually is like uh, cr- you're and you're not in an upper tax bracket well right you're in there's like the worst tax bracket is the one where you're not rich enough to find the holes right yeah so you're just getting pounded <laughs> right which, yeah. I don't think none of us are in that tax bracket yeah. no but, we but all, like, we're all getting taxed more though because it's city we have these city taxes right. and state taxes and federal taxes New York and is sales tax everything you spend yeah, is every, 8 to what 11% yeah. I don't yeah. know so I get destroyed every year because I, I 1099 you know independent contractor taxes are with are not withheld so yeah every, every time I fill my taxes it's like it sucks. Yeah, that that yeah. must hurt so bad. Yeah, because it's like a, I get a new bill for four thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. Like, oh my god, it sucks. It really sucks. But it's also like you have to pay taxes because you live in America. So, right. You know, it's and that's what uh, did you see that? Well, well, that's another thing that bothers me too is that every single corporate structure has like loopholes to where they don't have to pay taxes right did you know google pays google what their business plan uh, not business plan it's built into their business to evade taxes and then pay the fines after evading yeah because it's cheaper taxes yeah google in the in europe i think they sit there like all their income comes through Ireland mm-hmm. and they pay like a 0.5% tax rate or, a- or Apple does. It was but one or both of them. They shouldn't pay a lower tax rate than a guy who works on a fucking dock. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like... And then, like, what Trump was saying during the debates 
and he kind of like the truth. and it, the, yeah. the thing is like I thought that like that would have sunk him because Hillary and them had this whole idea about this guy's not paying taxes and when the regular common man hears this they're gonna be so pissed off and learn no. that this guy's not paying taxes and he just goes hey it's your system yeah, <laughs> I'm the one no, who exploited it but it's yours it's a great yeah, argument it's, it's kind of yeah. is it's so funny it's like you're the one working in government this whole time it's like it hasn't right. been me well because <laughs> he just said what everybody already knew yeah. so they're like I'm glad somebody finally said it yeah yeah. And he did, and like I remember talking to uh, friends from Kansas who are Trump supporters, and when the idea of Trump not paying taxes, they took pride in that. Right. They were like, "Hell yeah, he doesn't." That's because they. I think they go, "That's me if I'm rich." Oh yeah. Oh, right. like, I, I love that he that. found a way yeah. to beat the cheat the game or beat yeah. the system. Because I don't think people like it. I I don't think people think it's like fair, really. So it's like anything you can do to. You know, gain an advantage. I mean, that's the whole. That's the whole kind of point of capitalism in some ways. Like anything you can do oh, yeah. to gain an advantage is, you know, what you should be doing. I mean, obviously, like the whole unregulated capitalism. That's the whole point. But I don't well, know. Yeah, that, that's like the book. I'm actually reading a book right now, and I can't believe I'm bringing up a book I'm reading <laughs> on a podcast because I'm not that bright. But the book is about like Teddy Roosevelt and William Taft mm-hmm. and all of the massive trusts yeah. and corporations. And I think it was like around the first time America had to combat ginormous business interests. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it's, that's like to me the first time America did that. And uh, that's one of the ways Teddy Roosevelt was a badass is he was like the first – Trustbuster. Trustbuster. Yeah, he like stood up to him in a big way. And what's inspiring about him, sorry to bring it to him, but I know we we live in like a current Republican Democrat like binary system. Uh, one's it's just either the uh, one or the other. But Teddy Roosevelt, like Republicans were actually pretty progressive back then. And also, they all just wanted to make things, the good ones wanted to actually make things better. So they didn't give a shit if you were a Republican or a Democrat. Right. You could just be in his cabinet if you were yeah. very bright and a white guy. Why, how, where did that go? Yeah. Can we not let that go? Can we not let that go? The good old days. I was talking about the Democrat, Republican, and the same thing. No, I know. And then I was like, oh, no, no, I was kidding. I'm not 100% sure about this, but I think it kind of started with like, Nixon and how things got so toxic with him spying on the other party and right. it becoming so like them versus us type of shit. Well, yeah. Um, and Kennedy too, I think. Kennedy was like super, like he was Obama to people like, and then he got killed and I don't know, but yeah, it's not, party politics is gross now. Like, yeah. it even comes to the point where like I, one of the good things about Trump is he's, he's I don't know if he's ending it but he's definitely fighting it like he fucking dude, shitting like John McCain is dying yeah. <laughs> and he's just like yeah I don't give a fuck <laughs> like they literally were like he's like well this is what John McCain had to say and the spokesperson of the White House was like yeah he's gonna be dead in two weeks so who cares like that's what he said <laughs> like against yeah. like the the like patriarch of the Republican Party this guy's been around forever you know like it's 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 weird he's telling him to fuck himself did you guys see that video of um it's this guy in New York and he he's at some like you know fresh fresh direct or like some salad place and yeah. he's he gets like 
not violently, but like furious that the kind oh, yeah. of person is speaking Spanish yeah. to a Spanish person. He's a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you missed this when you're in Hawaii. Brett. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so this happened like last week in Manhattan. This guy's in Midtown Manhattan. He's like, you know, you know, dressed like a, he looks like a he's Trump's a son. He looks like a yeah. Trump's kid. <laughs> yeah. And he just starts like, and then of course everybody has a phone to so start recording it. But yeah, oh, yeah. So what was he explaining about the non speaking he going, English? He's like, this place, it says, English, like this is an English. This is America. They should be speaking English. This guy, he spoke uh, Spanish too. That guy, he spoke Spanish too. That guy, I'm gonna call ICE and get these guys deported. These, they're paying. I'm paying for their welfare. And like, first of all, they're working, so you probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, that's a good point. But that's. But to me, that's like. And where this is all coming from is like that tax anger. Like I yeah. think there's like real anger about a lot of stuff. Oh, that and, guy doesn't get in the loopholes. Right. Yeah. Like that's to me. That's like a lot of this anger is built off like feeling like you're getting fucked on money, and then who am I to blame for this? And it's brought, well, the immigrants are taking my tax money, and it's also like. I think people are just generally upset right now. We're in a weird, like, angry time in America. Yeah. And I just think, like, it's also, like, you're not allowed to complain. Because as soon as you start complaining, like, if you're a white guy, some, like, a woman's going to go, well, you're a white male, so you have so many more advantages. And then a black person will be like, well, you're a white woman. You'll Which, have so many more advantages. Yeah, I, yeah that's... And then a trans person goes, well, you're a fucking cisgender fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, I think that that's the problem is we're having, like, it's like, uh... Privilege Olympics or something. It's right. like where it's like depending on where you are and what. Like I remember I, I saw I forget the YouTube video, but it was the like Privilege Olympics. It, it's just skiing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this YouTube video and it was like John Stewart and another straight white man talking very articulately and intelligently about some sort of subject, right? And the first YouTube comment was, "Yeah," says two straight straight white males or whatever. I'm just like, what the? It was like a really good cover. Yeah. Like, well, how come they're not allowed to have an opinion? Right. Like, how, even if they're, like, it doesn't matter if their opinion holds less weight to you because their their gender and race, by the way, I'm just letting you know that that's fundamentally the definition of being racist is right. to discredit people based off of their race yeah. and then sexism based off their gender. Uh, that, that's exactly what you're trying to fight. And that's what always annoys me about that side is that, like, instead of trying to achieve full everybody with the equality it's basically using the tactics that you felt were used against your people against the people who are using them against you so now you're just being racist to them or being sexist to them and it's just like what are we doing how is this helping yeah like, how does it help to be like no it doesn't oh you're a man oh well guess what now i'm gonna treat you th it's like I, I made a joke kind of half joke about it. this football player uh got arrested and he was kind of on thin ice because his college football career like he got in trouble in college and he was a first year player his girlfriend calls the cops and says that he beat the shit out of her they come and arrest him and he's like inches away from just being done with football because mm -hmm. like no one they're tired of his shit well during court last week the woman came out and said that she made the whole thing up because she wanted to end his career right so it's like but no one believed him no yeah. one believed him I'm, right. a, I'm a love football I didn't believe him so like yeah. football players have become the new women <laughs> like <laughs> we're like no oh one God. believes <laughs> if, it's, if a football player yeah. 
hit somebody. And it's like, oh, of course he did. You know what I mean? What was he wearing? Uh, yeah, he's a big guy. Let me go. He's a big muscular guy. Right. Was he wearing his helmet? What do you know? Like, no one believes him. So it's like, why are we now, instead of going, hey, did we learn our lesson from silencing women? No, we're just going to now silence the other side and overcorrect. It's well, like, we're not learning anything. It's because like. the, the, the system or the, like, I guess that guy quote-unquote fits the profile yeah right football player uh i guess i don't know this story but battered girlfriend well he's not <laughs> no she's an no, she a was a accusatorily yeah. battered girlfriend. yeah so she called and said that yeah she, and she by the way did it very like she said well, this is, she called 911 three times and when they asked her about it she's like yeah i was trying to be extra <laughs> that's what she said. She's like that's, but that's like social media language influencing. Yeah. I know. Very, you, does I know. she not yeah. know those accusations? Yeah, none of it's but real. Extra is like, oh, you it's what, like flirted with his friend to annoy him. It's what annoyed me about the Me Too movement. Whenever somebody was accused, it was automatically they did it, and there and it, and it was it was guilty before proven innocent. And a lot of these people got away with it for a very long period of time. So maybe you can make the argument good, but. Well, that it's it. Uh, go ahead. There was the the. I think the idea was like perhaps an element of overcorrection needed to have happened for us to then go back into a better equilibrium. But don't you see that it's the same human trait? It's the same... It's like we can either ignore this side or the other side, and we just shift. And right. there's no, like, no, actual true lessons being learned. It's like... It's like it's basically being, like... It's one extreme or the other. It's one side well, or the this other. Is, but I think... Yeah, I agree. I actually wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah. I think... Radical people of radical opinions being that to me in this case means people with like who are less diplomatic or less centrist about their opinions, they are sometimes valuable even though they can be wrong because they make the middle go a little bit more to perhaps a more progressed or like just side. Yeah, but they're wrong. But the smart ones who move a little more are good. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what you're saying, like, the, I guess the Me Too stuff, like, yeah, the, it feeling like just, I guess, an explosion where all are guilty isn't good, but it is good for the general middle to then go a little more aware and a little more Everything, yeah, the thing I mean, is, I mean, everything should be case by case. Yeah. It's just hard intellectually, and people don't have time, nor, or sometimes they willfully don't do it. Well, I think that's one of the weakest things about humans in general, because we, Arms. humans do have, like, uh, a trait to recognize trends very well. That's one of the things that human beings have in terms of surviving, evolutionary speaking, of recognizing patterns and things and being able to make future decisions based off of past patterns you've recognized, things like that. It's one of the things that makes human beings special. Uh, That being said, it also makes people like this. It's like conspiracy theorists are like this too. They, mm-hmm. they recognize patterns where they're not actually there. Yeah. Uh, and things like this too, where it's an overcorrection, but it's actually the same actual human mindset. So no one's right. actually really evolving. It's just the same mindset applied to the other side. It was like, we used to ignore women. Now we ignore men who are accused. Right. You know, it's just that we used to, and it's just, we're just shifting and yeah. we're not actually, and I know what you're saying, difficulty. I totally get it. 
but I, I do think it's kind of like, it's also, everybody's patting themselves on the back for this change. It's like you haven't, like the fact that Louis is, is, is held in the same regard as Harvey Weinstein in people's minds right now is just like so, so fucked up. It's so mean. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he jerked off in front of people. Was it cool? No. Should he have gotten fired from the jobs? Sure. Should he? Would he have gone to prison if a cop walked in and caught him? No. It wasn't. It was a misdemeanor. Like, like, <laughs> why are we acting like this guy who done a creepy thing is just as bad as Harvey Weinstein? Why are we putting him in a video, a picture collage next to journalists' face as they're reporting the news with him and Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein and like Kevin Spacey? Like, and how is Hitler. that fair? Yeah, might as well. I mean, it's really aggressive. It's just like I just I think it's the most. It's so unfair, and I think that we're taking these people down. And it's just like I don't know if this is healthy. It's easy because it's lynch mob shit. Well, because it's very easy to just say uh, it's it's very digestible for people to just go. Everybody on this side's bad. Everybody on this side's good. And uh, I mean, just some nuance takes you know it takes effort and. People have bills, man. And it's, like, yeah, yeah, well, you do just want to like get through that's life as funny. comfortably as you can. Yeah. Well, you, that's a really yeah, funny I way of doing it. But when I, you, I got bills, man. I mean, Louis's a rapist. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing, though. But, don't you, it's, but that's not where it comes from. It doesn't come from life exasperation. It, for some people, I guess it does. Right. But for some people, I actually think it comes from either a deliberately or uh, accidentally malicious place. Yeah. That willful ignorance mm-hmm. it's like you don't want to know the whole truth because the truth that Ooh, you buy into is your truth yeah and your truth isn't the truth but to you it is yeah does that make sense yes i feel to, like that's a lot of that's a truth. perfect way to bring it to future hall of famers number two which you can watch on youtube and that's what that whole episode is speaking about. of i've tweeted about this <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> oh beavis i'm talking Not about rape that episode beavis over here come here Fucking annoying. I'm just kidding. He's an attention. Yeah, I interrupted you. Where were you? No, I just think that like it's it's like when Fox News purposely runs a story that's not true and then retracts it when no one's watching. At one a.m. Yeah. So it's like (laughs) hold on. That happened on both both sides. In both sides. Regardless of whether both sides. But I know, but both sides just kept getting political points on. You did it. Well, then you did it then. Yeah. I mean, when Donald Trump uh, became like, president, I, I think the journalist tweeted uh, he removed the Martin Luther King Jr. bust from the Oval and Office. he didn't. No, he just, the journalist, you know what it was? There was a crowd and the journalist didn't have a view of it. Yeah. And then he just, <laughs> took, the photo he took, he didn't have a view of it. And then he just tweeted it. It got like 80,000, re- maybe millions of people saw that. And they were like, that's horrific. Right. Yeah. And then it turns out there was a non-story. And but then the, 200 people saw the retraction yeah. of the apology. So that's the thing that, uh, that's a great point. Because that's exactly what I'm talking about with this Louis thing. Is that when you are reporting things the way you are, and people are seeing it and then not getting the full information, they're assuming things that aren't true. Like, the Woody Allen thing is a good example. Woody Allen uh, has two things. Like, people think that Woody Allen married his daughter. And Woody he, Allen he has did two it. things. Annie well, Hall and Midnight in Paris. <laughs> he, he, they think he married his daughter and he didn't marry his daughter. Uh, it was a it was a girl that he... It's all creepy, of course. He met when she was like 14 uh, and later married when she was 18. And the, there's the other thing with his, his other adopted daughter that's weird. But everybody goes, when you hear Woody Allen, you're like, oh yeah, he molested and 
and raped and then married his daughter. It's like, that's not, like, we need to, like, if you actually understood what happened, you'd better off be making a judgment on Woody Allen rather than just assuming shit. And that's what everybody does. They hear the little bit of the story. And now, like, I bet you if you just pulled random people, hey, what did Louis C.K. do? Oh, he raped somebody. I guarantee you, like, 30% of people would just think right. that. You and gotta I, get ahead of the accusations, man. Yeah, but the problem with, with the... <laughs> ahead of the accusations. Well, uh, that's what Bill... Ba- uh, not Bill. Alec Baldwin did. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I remember he, after this Me Too shit in, the, in the, the storm of it, he came out and he said, I've done bad things to women. Right. I've ignored women. Right. I've abused women. Mm-hmm. And he said it so, like... Good for me. Right, right. And then you can't hit him because yeah. he was like, I said I, I, said did. I did. It. And it was like, every, women out there were like, fuck, he was the worst <laughs> one. And by the way, since he's playing Trump on SNL, everybody's like, he's this liberal folk hero. Well, yeah, nobody's And it's gonna... like, no one, like, they just glossed over that shit about the stuff that he did because they didn't want to take him down because they were too busy enjoying his Trump fucking SNL sketches. Well, right. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. You were going to say something, Chris? Um, well, I mean, like, the journalist who, who said that thing about the MLK bust? Yeah. That guy's got a mortgage, man. Like, man. he didn't get the thing, so he has to have some kind of other story to... I mean, I don't know if... Was he a news reporter, or is he, like, a, a blogger or something? It's like a... Yeah. He, was, he was, like, a... Oh, I don't remember exactly, so don't uh, quote me on it, but it was, like... He was a journalist for a real it was one yeah I think it was the real thing like, yeah, it's not it wasn't just like things. a guy who thing, runs Tim which another thing it's like now that we're going back to advertisement journalism and like clicks through to blogs I remember there's this blog that said like it was literally like a post that came up on Facebook about how the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were only created for this shocking reason and you'll never know why and you right. click on it and it's basically <laughs> like, like uh, oh they they used the, they were created to sell toys and pizza to kids okay and it's like yeah dude <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, but, but, yeah but like dude don't they realize that this blog was created just to get clicks to advertise uh, yeah. to like this whole blog was only written so people would click on it and then the people would pay them the advertisement money per click basis in the article that's there like, I desperately want people to understand that like people get paid by the word like yeah, yeah. You know I mean? and they like get paid by clicks now so they, they have yeah. no reason to make anything other than sensational uh, like, sensational shit anything you read any journalists like there's a 24 hours news cycle they have to put stuff on there so you keep watching so they can sell you stuff and it's like dude if people people understood that it's like then everything is questionable I mean not to get too conspiracy theory but like at least you can have that that uh, perspective about everything you read. You're well, like, well, that's true. And not to get too conspiracy theory y, mm-hmm. but 9 11 was an itch I job. <laughs> right. And I want to meet the guy. No <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet the guy who went on that Ninja Turtles. Like, it was just created to sell pizza to children. I want to meet the guy. Because me and Christian were like, right. <laughs> but yeah, I do want to yeah. meet the guy who's like, Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Dude, any cartoon that gets put on television is put on television because people yeah. go, oh, we can make money from advertisers right. during this thing. And by the way, kids' certain... shows have a lot of ads. I oh, watched right. Paw Patrol with my nephew yeah. this past week, <laughs> and it was like 16 minutes and then 14 minutes of ads. Right. Uh, and man. you know what? Because kids aren't, they don't they're just flashing lights is entertaining to them yeah, yeah they so watch he it. watches the ads right and he just he can't look away from them 
And uh, he's like so blank faced when he's looking at it. Yeah, and the reason that they make these shows, like, they're like, all right, well, if we make them educational, then parents will put their kids in front of them. It's the only reason they did that. They yeah. do that. If they were like, it makes parents will money. put their, if we put tits in it, they would put tits <laughs> in it. If, yeah. Kids enjoyed that. Well, it's I like, know. I mean, remember in school when you had to write like a five page uh, essay on something or a research paper and you're at like four and a half pages. So you just start yes. adding bullshit exactly. filler. That's what the news does, because now that it's there's 24 and especially like the sports media, it's just them justifying their own existence. Right. Because like they'll yes. take like if you turn on Sports Center right now, it's not even Sports Center. It's a it's- debate sports show. And they just float these debates. They go, is LeBron James worse than Michael Jordan? You'll find out next. It's like no one's right. talking about that. <laughs> yeah. You float this dumb theory and then you guys debate about it for 20 straight minutes it's like you're just justifying your own existence like you don't no one needs to talk about this yeah. right now so it's the same thing with political news it's like oh did obama no. break the law egregiously we'll find out next and exactly. then they have these debates and it's all it's all made up it's filler yeah it is but the the thing is you you sort of can't blame them because at the, at the end of the day like people want 24-hour ESPN. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't just go on ESPN They don't want 24-hour like, ESPN. They just on. want when ESPN's on for something to be on. Exactly, yeah. Isn't you know it, what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it has to be 24 hours for that to happen. Yeah. But, like, if someone would be like, well, I watch ESPN from 1 to 1.30 every day, ostensibly, they'd be like, would you be cool if ESPN just ran for 30 minutes and yeah. the other 23 and a half hours it was just black screen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, but I don't okay. know I just want to see what Woody Page has to say in Like right now on, on ESPN, it's the NBA playoffs. So after every single LeBron James performance, the next morning, all the morning shows, it's just a debate on is he better than Michael Jordan? And it's based off of his performance from the night before, which is so stupid. And that is, that is it's so, so dumb to be like, LeBron James. James had 40 points last night. He's way better than Michael Jordan. And the next day, oh, but LeBron James only had 16 points. Michael Jordan's way better. And that's the whole week of shows. It's all dependent on LeBron James' one performance the the day before the show. And then that's the whole narrative. It's so dumb. And if you talk to these guys, if you were to say that to these guys on there, they're like, well, we actually do a service. But if you talk to them off air, they'll all be like, yeah, I mean, we got to fill this time, dude. We got to fill this time. We got to fill time, man. Well, now they fill time on sports shows. I don't because I I mean I'm not just watch more sports when you're growing up and like your Saturday yeah. afternoon you just turn on the and you watch ESPN three times in a row sports center three times in a row yeah. and now so much of the show because I did watch on the Vicky it's like they just like are like this random guy tweeted this yeah they'll just show tweets not even all the time from athletes oh no like just Rick Hummeth had this is that face when LeBron dunks. Is that a real name? That is a real name for my past. <laughs> I wish you made that up. Dude, it's even worse than that. It's even worse than just random people. It's it's like LeVar Ball. Lonzo yeah. Ball's dad. Who cares what oh. a player's dad says? And then this guy's guy. front page news stories. They love that they're, guy. They're going put, the media has become a car alarm. It just It's always on, and you hear it, and no one reacts anymore. But a guy like, like Lamar Ball is like a hot crowd to you. You're like, oh, this is going to be easy. Like, yeah, but, <laughs> just like yeah. five minutes of crowd work on this guy. <laughs> yeah, can't you see, though, That's that funny. like there's no one, like since the media has become a car alarm in the sense that no one takes it seriously anymore. Because I kind of like the idea of... It being a 
shopping a lot. You like you know the shopping grate that you have to walk out of. Yeah, and but it goes off. every now and then, every time the fucking like, guy will walk up and look in your bag and then go, okay, at least they'll pretend. <laughs> the fucking car alarm. There was a car alarm going off this morning. It was actually my, my building alarm on this on the roof door. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a car alarm. It was going off for like an hour straight. I didn't even get up. Like someone could have been robbing every car in the block, <laughs> and I wouldn't have gone up because we've been conditioned that car alarms are now they're not actually. Well, you gotta consider your. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, that's the first part. Of like, ah, am I gonna get up for that? Nah. <laughs> no one else got up. <laughs> no one else went to the door. No, <laughs> everybody in this block. So, like, it's a good the, point. I'll just never it, miss a chance to find fat. I know that. Uh, when the media uh, p- portrays Trump, every single thing that Trump does, as if it's Watergate or worse. Yeah. No one's gonna listen to you right. at all because it's all just noise it's like every oh oh donald trump did an act out of a retarded guy you know like and then then it's after that it's oh donald trump said that all journalists should be arrested and he was like total tongue-in-cheek joke and they cover it with the same amount of outrage every single time and it's like what, donald trump literally could do what he said he said i could walk out in the fifth avenue and shoot somebody he could do that Right now, any any, it would be fine. It would be kind of hilarious. Uh, just not that he would shoot someone, but that he would shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue. <laughs> like he lived up to his quote would be funny to me. That would be amazing if he just like went out and did that like yeah. randomly, like Thanos. Jesus, Beavis. Yeah, Beavis. We're gonna get a fourth fun. mic for I Beavis. Know. Um, Young Beavis, what's this red stuff on under his arm? He uh, he's a fucking freak. Oh, so no. so his, Look at him. I do a bit about it. His breed doesn't exist. It's not supposed to exist. <laughs> so he dogs weren't adorable enough apparently. So they started breeding them together. So he's a mockery to God. And <laughs> he basically has all these. He has skin problems. He has breathing problems. He has back. He just has all these problems because it's. You might be the only dog I've ever seen to have psoriasis. Yeah, exactly. Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> In between grunts, he goes, mm, that my eczema. He's like, remember War of the Worlds when the aliens showed up and then, like, an hour and a half after just Tom Cruise running and terrible shit, all the aliens died because Water. there was something in the atmosphere that was killing them? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what Beavis is. What a cop-out. Is it really how yeah, dude, it's the worst, dude. It's the worst, dude. That's dude, No one win, Like, they don't win. They were just yeah. like... They, and it, by the way, this, this amazing culture of brilliant aliens just overlooked the fact that the, they couldn't live in the atmosphere for longer right. that's, yeah, that's weird. exactly that really yeah, it goes? So yeah. Bad, and then dude. Morgan Freeman shows up out of nowhere and goes well that's how they're inside <laughs> it's dude. literally Morgan Freeman's narration going <laughs> something in the air cut the aliens so don't worry about it <laughs> dude when Callus Callus and I yeah, one time Callus and I I went up to Callus's house in Jersey where he used to live with his, Nick Callus one of our friends yeah, Nick Callus yeah. yeah. and to, we were shooting thing. a sketch like the <laughs> next day so the night before the sketch we just like went in his basement and just turned on TV and War of the Worlds was on and the level that him and I fucking roasted and annihilated that movie, I wish that was recorded as a podcast because I never laughed harder in my life it was so fun and so funny isn't that we were just sad destroying that movie that one of the most fun nights like in your recent memory your thought about it is Man, I wish that was a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how empty we are. It's like, because I want credit for those those riffs. (laughs) I need the credit. Come on. Uh, Yeah. 
I didn't know it was such a bad because it was a, that was also a book, right? Was yeah. the book such a cop out? Uh, it was more have to do well, it for the movie. It was H.G. Wells' War of the World. The, the reason why it was so notable is because it was a radio broadcast. By Orson Welles. And oh my God! I bet that was terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody thought it was real. Not oh everybody, my. but like no, but people. for sure. Yeah. Well, remember, and you're like, in a remote area, so you're like. I Holy think I'm safe fuck. here. Yeah. But ho- oh my. Yeah, you turn God. on the radio and it just kind of showed you the powerful, how That's, powerful it is. That people just, ex- and it's kind of like fake news now in a way, oh where people God. just hear something and they think it's real simply because where it comes from. Right. So the, it was that. It wasn't an H.G. Wells, not Orson Welles. Uh, H.G. Wells wrote the original. Um, oh, and novel Orson Welles did the. And Orson Welles did, did the, the broadcast. radio broadcast. Yeah. And then he like did the whole thing as like an actual news report, and then at the end he's like, "This has been a uh, presentation of." Radio. So people were really thought, radio. It's like when they first had movies and there was that movie of yeah. the, the train, train coming, coming in into the screen right, and yeah. people were sitting there and they're like, Holy get shit. out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know the Flatiron Building in Manhattan? We'll never have entertainment that good. I know. Uh, you know the Flatiron Building in Manhattan? Uh, yeah. one? When it first got built, people were afraid to stand next to it because they've never seen the, anything <laughs> like it. They're like, no, that's falling. There's no way. <laughs> Not, like, yeah. it's literally been standing for like 120 years. Right. <laughs> like, doesn't matter. Like, when it first got done, everybody thought I was gonna fall on it. What yeah. a f- more fun existence. The Br- Brooklyn Bridge is like that too. They built the Brooklyn Bridge, and everybody's like, "I'm not going on that. That's gonna fall." <laughs> and then uh, P.T. Barnum like walked a whole herd of elephants across the bridge to prove that it, oh, it was wow. safe. And that's, then people started Why using the bridge. Why was that in the movie? Did you see this Greatest Showman movie? No, that movie sucks. Oh, by the way, I never movie seen was it. Not good. I, I never seen it, but I know it sucks because that guy, uh, P.T. Barnum, was a monster. Dude, they made <laughs> they portrayed him like this fucking Disney father figure. Dude, Dude P.T. Barnum was he's like. He literally has quotes like, you'll never go broke underestimating the intelligence of the American people. Like, yeah. he literally was like, what we all were talking about, how we hate about capitalism. That was him. Like, that he movie, literally was like, I will exploit everybody until I'm rich. Dude, that movie was all sunshine and fucking yeah. lollipops. It was so sugary sweet. Yeah. And, like, they're, it's a musical, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're literally singing songs about how awesome he is and what a great guy he is and all this stuff. And he's, like, singing to the freaks and stuff. Ah, it's so cheesy. Yeah, well, I remember I saw, um, this just bothered me about the movie, like, I saw, just, you know, you're in a bar, and you can see the captions on the TV? Yeah. yeah. So this isn't even, like, a story, I saw for 10 seconds, there was, like, an E! interview with Hugh Jackman, yeah. who plays the main, uh, P.T. Barnum, and, um, in the, I just saw him in the captions say yeah. something to the effect of, yeah, I'm actually very, very introverted. <laughs> and I remember Hugh Jackman saying he's an introvert. I was like, fuck you. Really? You are not an introvert. You know, it's because introvert just sounds, and what an interesting right. thing for him to say. Oh my God, you're not so a fucking serious. introvert. You host the Tonys. Yes. <laughs> you're the most, like, picture postcard of charisma in Hollywood. Yeah. Don't co-opt introversion because it sounds interesting for you to right. be like I'm actually why, why kind of quiet but why no, can't he not. be introverted fuck you because <laughs> you he is literally a singing and dancing person I feel, <laughs> I don't know. I feel very introverted when I do stand up no, you're not Hugh Jackman. Well, I, obviously, but I'm saying is like you're. Yeah, dude. From what he does, 
like couldn't he just need that validation on his own terms to where he's like the only way I want validation is if I'm singing dancing or acting otherwise don't fucking talk to me like I could see someone being like that that's how I am he said hey, I'm an introvert and then he talked about how he's an introvert for like and 20 minutes and then he minutes. did like show tunes <laughs> <laughs> I'm an introvert hello my baby hello the my thing, darling the thing that I hate about like actor interviews now and it's only just occurred to me like I hate that when they ask so why did you want to do this movie nobody ever goes because they're paying me 20 million dollars like nobody ever brings up like like you can it doesn't matter that you can be like oh like I love the character but nobody ever goes like yeah the character's great I mean it was a Martin Scorsese film I don't know how you say no plus they were gonna pay me 10 million dollars like yeah, how come yeah, nobody yeah. ever goes like the well, check was amazing yeah that's a good point <laughs> and I can see if it's a Scorsese movie you're like well I want to work with a living legend right but there are some movies where you're like Right. You and I both know this is just yeah. this is basically a Geico commercial right. for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How in terms like, of artistic fulfillment. Like if, when that Red Sparrow movie came out, Jennifer Lawrence wasn't just like, I mean, it was good enough, <laughs> and I think it's gonna be fun for people to watch, and they may they and pay me a lot of money. Yeah. And you know what? I like houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a payment. I have a mortgage payment, and she, um, she didn't have a mortgage. I know. But the point is taken. Right. But like it just bothers. <laughs> Me that people... Wesley Snipes has a mortgage. Yeah. He went from not having a mortgage back into having a mortgage. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I... No, you make a good point. that, And then it's, it's because they can't say it because people, or maybe that people artistically behind a movie would feel offended. But, but that's not, there are some of those not, people, they'd the be Gaffer's like... Gaffer's not there because he believes in the script. <laughs> <laughs> like the fucking Gaffer on AirPod was not like, oh man, this is going to change mine. The fucking poor <laughs> PAs, the PAs who had to carry fucking Daniel Day-Lewis to set on right, my left foot exactly. were not like, oh, it's such an honor. They'd be like, this guy sucks. Yeah. I'm getting paid eleven fifty an hour. This right. is bullshit. They really should make an AirBud where... <laughs> they put him down. <laughs> <laughs> or how about they made Act him? One? Like they, the, the wow. trailer. Yeah. The trailer is like him playing volleyball, uh-huh. and they're like, "Oh, he's at it again." And then in Act One, they put him down, and his leg deal. gets broken. <laughs> playing volleyball, like, like see, it's it's the only, yeah. I just like to see uh, Airbud where he just doesn't make the team because he's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just go like every rule book. No. <laughs> all the sports he played, every rule book is missing. <laughs> And then they're like, throw the ball at him. And he's like, okay. And then he throws the ball at him, and it just hits the dog in the face. <laughs> Why'd you make me throw the ball at your dog? They won't let him play, and then it becomes like this courtroom drama. <laughs> it's like the... the it's a civil rights uh, thing. Yeah, exactly. Got, yeah, the swashing. National Guard's walking into school. <laughs> With the dog. Yeah. We gotta make that, guys. <laughs> we gotta make that. That's so funny. Oh, oh my god, that's so good. No, no justice, no peace. <laughs> the National Guard escorting a dog into the school is the funniest thing. <laughs> it's just like they're all booing. Boom, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, you fucking monkey. <laughs> He's like, why? He's like, dude, it's a dog. Like, what? what are you? <laughs> Uh, uh, with that, I think uh, I think we're all good. It's been about an hour, so let's probably 
keep it down to that. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Uh, I want to thank you guys, the future Hall of Famers here. Nick Whitmer, uh, where are you going to be? What do you got to plug? Oh, man. Just follow me on Twitter or, or actually Instagram if you want the good stuff. At Nick underscore Whitmer on Instagram. I got uh, some uh, awesome uh, stories. You'll, you'll like them. Right on. A lot of gay stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Brett? Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned my Twitter. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, check out Future Hall of Famers, and then check out the Rabel Brothers on YouTube for sketches. Yes, hilarious sketches. Hilarious, hilarious sketches. The Rabel, R-A-Y-B-O-U-L-D. Nailing it. Brothers. Nailed it. On YouTube. Uh, you can find me at ChristianDuranComedy.com. All my shows and stuff like that are there. Uh, most importantly, check out Future Hall of Famers on YouTube. Uh, look for that. This has its own YouTube page. Comment, subscribe, like, and uh, there will be more content up there coming very shortly. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good life. Uh, have a good something, man. Peace. Yeah.